0: How do you get millions of views on your marketing videos? And if you do hit the two-comic club, what kind of revenue potential are you looking at? On today's episode, we've got Kyle Ross and a super special guest who's going to help us know exactly what to do uh, to get our marketing videos up. And once we hit those marks, what are we going to do to it? Uh, Kyle, are you ready to rock, man? Let's get to it, man. (laughs) All right.
1: Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio. Uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing
0: to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome back to Conversion Marketing Radio. Super excited for today's episode. Got a, uh, I would say, an old friend. On board, who has literally crushed it in the business world? Someone that uh, I actually met up on a mountain the first time uh, when he was filming a video for one of his products coming out. Uh, we'll get into that in this episode, and I'm super excited uh, to hear more about uh, what he's been up to the last couple of years and what he can bring to you and like in your business. So, Give you a little bit of a background. Kyle is the CEO of two companies. One is called Siphon. It's a flexible speakers for motorcycle helmets, uh, beanies and everything else and the like, as well as Darcy Media, which is a digital agency. Um, What he's currently doing is he is the CEO of Darcy, which is helping uh, businesses with their social media marketing, Uh, and also helping clients from across the board, so global outdoor companies, uh, all the way to like local dentists uh, and everything in between there, I guess to say. What he's also really amazing at is helping with manage Facebook ads for clients, creating content, and consulting on how to do it. I would say if he were to specialize in anything, uh, and I've seen his videos, they're they're so crisp, they're so clean, He is amazing at making Facebook videos that help businesses achieve massive success. So one of the big claims that I know Kyle's got, and I'm super excited to hear more about it, is he's been able to have over 4 million collective views, which has also resulted in $1 million in product sales. So Kyle, just take a minute and fill in the gaps from that intro and and also give us like a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: Yeah, well, that, that was a heck of an intro, man. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'd say to, to fill in the gaps. Um, I, uh, when I was younger, junior high and high school, I skated a lot, and I started making skate videos with my friends. So that's kind of how I started making videos, and then I kind of progressed into into college, and and had this idea to to make headphones for snowboard helmets, and then use my video skills to promote that business realized that you know there are some other businesses that could that could uh benefit from that same skill set so started helping like you mentioned some local dentists or huge outdoor companies that are you know globally known and and that's 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 kind of the the process of of a to b i just i like making videos
0: i like selling stuff on the internet man so Kyle, let's uh, let's talk about your expertise. You love making videos. Uh, you had a video <laughs> come out recently uh, that you were just testing uh, one of your. Oh man, the word just left me. Uh, it's not a... It's like an aerial camera, and you had it like tracking you on your longboard. Oh yeah. yeah so we got we got the dji phantom
1: 4 pro which has the active track feature on it and we tried it in one of our old in in a video shoot with a dirt bike but dirt bikes go a little too fast it couldn't keep up so we tried it on a boosted board which is an electric skateboard and and uh yeah it worked pretty well my wife made fun of me like did (laughs) you have a, a, a tough day at work today we're working really hard at work yeah
0: that's that's what we do all day here to just have fun making sweet videos, so yeah, let's man. let's get in a little bit more to your expertise. So, like, break it down for us of how did you get four million collective views, and uh, like, what is that necessarily like? What's the work that goes into it? Um, you know, for people who might be looking at going the digital routes with videos, which is an amazing opportunity, guys. For conversion marketing if you are trying to captivate uh, your audience's attention videos is the best videos are the best with how is poor english are the best way to captivating your audience right from the get-go and allowing that uh, conversion to start happening think of it kind of like you're creating this friendship or a relationship with people and they start to see your face a lot more or uh, about your business so anyways cal back to you break it down for us like what goes into this well, first off, full
1: disclosure, I don't have any uh, single videos that have four million views. Uh, I, I, all of the ones that we've made for our various clients added up uh, get to that. we have we have a handful with over a million views, and then you know a bunch for you know, local dentists that only get ten thousand views or something like that. Um, and we basically make two different types. So the ones that have that that massive reach, we, we like to follow the 80/20 rule of 80% of that video focuses on uh, a shared interest with the person we hope will watch the video or it's just entertaining it's just valuable um, and, and that's the main focus that's 80% of the focus and then 20% of it is uh, selling the product selling the service whatever that is and what we've found is that is that not only is that a good recipe to uh, to make a video that has, a lot, that gets a lot of awareness. It also by itself trickles down into a lot more conversions than the videos that we've created that are more sales heavy, more buy our product heavy. Um, so that's, that's the first thing that I like to do with my clients is kind of get them on board on the idea of, we're gonna focus mostly on the lifestyle, the brand, the value that these videos are bringing selling your product is, is really secondary to that.
0: And it, it works out pretty well. I like that. <laughs> um, it's definitely more about the brand, right? Cause people don't buy into a product until they've bought into the brand. I know like Simon Sinek has this, like people don't buy what you're selling them. They buy who you are, you know, like if you yeah. don't understand who you are, you don't understand, uh, like the products you're selling, you don't understand like the, the, what that product is doing for your customer. So Um, definitely portraying that to your audience members right from the get-go about your brand Uh, gets like a personal buy and they might not be like handing over cash but that makes a lot of sense uh, with your pre-framing for your clients.
1: Yeah you know and it's cool that you mentioned that Simon Sinek talk that he gave because that's that's really I mean I've been doing videos not professionally but for fun since I was in high school and my first Facebook ad that I ever made was in 2005, like back in the day to get people to a college party. So I've been, I've been doing videos and Facebook ads for a long time, but I didn't really get hundred percent sold into this idea uh, until probably 18 months ago, which I heard that Simon Sinek talk that you're referencing where he talked about people buy why you do, where people buy why you do not, not what you do. What what is what is that saying? Come on, help me out, dude.
0: I it's something along those lines. They they buy into your why, and if you, uh, as opposed to your what or your how. So as opposed to like telling yeah. you like, yeah, what you do, or even like exactly. your like secret sauce. It's more like here's why we do it.
1: Yeah. Your religion. Like, what are you all about? People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And yeah. so we decided to test this theory, I guess, with one of our videos. And we focused on, in this case, it was dirt bike riding. And the whole video was about why this dude loves to go out to the sand dunes and ride his dirt bike and how he, it's it's a it's a stress reliever. It, it gives him something to work towards. He loves doing it after work. And then at the very end, we talked a little bit about our product, just a little bit. And we launched that video with what we thought was three or three and a half weeks worth of inventory left. And that video alone was responsible for us selling out of inventory in less than a day. What we thought was going to be almost a month, we sold in a day. And the video talked about the product for like six seconds, maybe. And after that, that's when I really started to to, to sip the kool-aid a little bit of this idea of focus more on why you do what you do less on the competitive advantage of why your product is better
0: i love that absolutely love that it's the value that you're bringing right and if you can yeah. show that value before uh like a monetary exchange happens right there's that conversion and, like, the whole purpose right. of this podcast, right? It's like, what's that conversion process look like? Because um, it doesn't happen the first time that you trade cash, you know? It's It happens way before this. You build it up, and the conversion is such a process. But once you've got yeah. that and you can continue uh, delivering value even after the purchase, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, 100%. Man, I like to, I mean, that word conversion means a couple things obviously converting leads and sales or whatever i like to look at it in like almost a religious standpoint like you convert them to your way of thinking to to your brand to to who you're all about you convert them to believe in what you believe in it's just so much likely that so much more likely that people will will buy your crap after they're converted to your religion you know
0: absolutely well at that point it's not crap (laughs) yeah um so what is something when you're working with clients or new people or uh, someone who's like never en- like entered into like making a video or having a video made for them, what is something you consistently find time and time again when working with these guys that they come out saying like, wow, I never knew that or I didn't ever think to consider that or, you know, I didn't realize that was so important.
1: No, by far the number one thing, even clients that I've been working with, I've been working with for a long time, sometimes still, it's a it's a process to get them to this new way of thinking, is that everyone is, for some reason, most business owners, uh, really quickly go to a, uh, I want this video to look buttoned up. Me talking to the camera and seeming really, really professional and, in my opinion, boring, and then talking about the features of my service, of my product, of my store that makes me better than other people, and and because that makes sense. I mean, they're they're salesmen. I'm a salesman at heart. You want to talk about the value that you're that you're bringing to people, um, but it's it's a it's a different way of thinking. To instead of using that limited time that you have in front of somebody else's eyes to focus on why your product is better, uh, if they can shift to making it seem more like a conversation with a human being and less like a sales pitch, uh, go figure. It actually, turns out that they end up selling more product. So it's a mindset uh, right out of the gate that uh, that we work with a lot with our clients of of shifting that sales mentality. To human being mentality. I
0: love that. It's yeah, that that's where you you find your value, and like people are finding their value in your value. Interesting, I like circle over there. So, as you work with these clients, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some times where, as you're like you're trying to get them to understand it or. Uh, you're trying to understand it further yourself to either explain it or uh, you know you're you're growing your business and I want to talk about like the reality of building a business right you're the CEO of two yeah. different companies and they're two very different style businesses one is definitely product uh, full brand based and the other is like a consulting agency uh, doing the work for people right so as in let's look at taking like the bad with the good, right? You were we've, we've learned, uh, there's, there's a lot of these skills that people can implement, but I'd love to hear like, what would you consider to be the hardest or the worst entrepreneurial moment to date?
1: Oh man, I got to pick one. <laughs> oh, there's, there's just so many, man. Um, so I'll, I'll go with my, with my product business. So it's called siphon. We sell flexible speakers for motorcycle helmets and we are about six years in right now. Um, and, and I mean, we're still working on, on all kinds of things that, that, uh, the struggle is still here. Um, but the early days were, were, especially tough and th- this may be unique to a physical product uh, I'm not sure but at at the end of the day someone's got to build this product that you have that you have an idea about and I am not the owner of a Chinese manufacturing plant so that person is not me and so at the beginning especially I I thought I had a great idea somehow I convinced some wealthy people to give me money to fund my idea idea. and I thought, all right, it's smooth sailing from here, <laughs> right? Uh, and I had, I just had no idea how difficult it would be to convince engineers to design certain aspects of the product that I didn't have a skill set around, and then convince uh, manufacturers to to build what the engineers had created. And probably the toughest moment for me was uh, right after. So we did a Kickstarter project. And right after when we when we shipped um, when we shipped, shipped the first few units or the first couple hundred units from that Kickstarter project, uh, the the product sucked. like if I'm being totally honest, I, I mean, maybe I'm being hard on our product a little bit, but I, it, it was not great. it It maybe wasn't even good. And I had no <laughs> idea because. The demo that we had, the multiple samples that we had were awesome. And so I just assumed in my <laughs> early 20s, not knowing what I was doing, I just assumed that the final shipped produced product would match what the sample was. And it didn't. So we had to recall product, fix everything, spend $20,000 more than we thought we were going to spend to to fix it. And I thought I was going to be out of business before we even started, man. It was it, and, and throw on top of that, I just gotten married. Um, I mean, yeah, that was probably probably the darkest moment, probably the toughest part. Um, spending all this time, money, and effort building a product just to just to have a bunch of crap land on your door.
0: Man, that is <laughs> that is tough. It is absolutely <laughs> tough. I've never uh, been in that situation with um, or that badly to say. It. Obviously, we've all all purchased something we thought we could sell better. And um, our, either our sales skills improved or we had to get back to the drawing books and figure out like how to actually correct the problem as opposed to right. trying to sell it better. So what, with that happening, like what happened to you that helped you get onto like the right path or like in the right direction from yeah. from that situation?
1: So, I mean, first, I mean, to to get into the clouds a little bit. Uh, I, I remember having a conversation with my dad and I, I'm not an emotional guy. Since uh, being an adult, I've probably cried three times or something like that. And I had this conversation with my dad. I just broke down because I'd been working on this business for two and a half years on this product. And I finally got it, finally was ready to launch and it was terrible. And, and, uh, it spent all my money and savings and, and, and so I broke down with my dad about how tough this was. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to go get a job in marketing for some big company and be safe for the rest of my life. And and uh and he, uh, he as a good dad would, he was first empathetic and sympathetic towards what I was going through. But pretty quickly after that, he said, look, man, put your big boy panties on and, and get to work like you. <laughs> did you think this was going to be easy did you know did you think that it was going to be smooth sailing from from day one like if you have the audacity to think that you're going to be successful at something you're going to have to know you're going to you're going to get slapped in the face multiple times along the way uh and and that was that's really what kind of what kind of set me up for uh for what what i hope to call success one day is that is that just knowing that there's there's no end to the slaps in the face. The, they will keep on coming for as long as I'm chasing success. And so after changing my mindset to just knowing that I was going to have to have the grit to keep going, I just found a way. I made multiple phone calls, finding new engineering firms, trying to find somebody in the States that could fix our problem. And and over and over and over again, we've had issues. And over and over and over again, uh, we have figured out a way to get through them.
0: You know, I think that is, there's like a special quality, you know, because you can always give up that, uh, as crappy as it sounds, it kind of is an option, right? Like you could give up, sure. you could, uh, you just go under, you know, stop, stop doing what you've, what you've been doing for so long, or you could pivot, uh, or essentially just uh, make those those little changes and those little changes are like getting the right tools, getting the right people, getting the right message out. And a lot of the times I've noticed in my own, uh, ventures is it's never something drastic that has to change. Like at the end of the day, it's almost the little things that all add up. And what it sounds like is as big as it was, I, I feel like, what you've also described is you made a lot of these like little changes that became a massive change altogether. Um, but as an entrepreneur yourself, like what would you, what would you feel is the best advice that you could possibly give as you kind of came through this aha moment, right? Like what would be something that you would want those listening today, uh, as a big takeaway from something that you learned during that time?
1: Uh, you know, I, I would say, I would say that number one, uh, advice or characteristic or personality that, that, that is consistent with successful entrepreneurs is that, is that grit. Uh, that's the best word that I can, I can think of for it is, is the, uh, that, that mindset that I'm not going to stop until I have what I want. Cause I mean, so I'm 30, i I'm not, I'm not old by any means by any means but uh, I I know a few other uh, successful entrepreneurs quite a few and what has what has stood out to me more than anything else in meeting these guys is that almost nothing across the board is the same with these guys like some of them are really introverted and some of them are really extroverted some of them uh, have some really hard skill set technical skill sets and other ones don't have a lot of skill set but their people uh, their people skills are really good and Some of them are really high on IQ. Other ones are really high on EQ. The only consistent thing that I have found with all of these successful guys that I know is that they don't give up, is that they have that grit that when things are tough, they are optimistic enough or delusional enough or whatever you want to call it to just keep on going. And so as I give advice to to entrepreneurs that are starting out, that's usually my go-to as far as as far as what what I advise them to expect is that it will be tough, um, and that it's never as bad as it seems, but it's also not ever as good as it seems. And the ones that win are the ones that don't stop.
0: I love that. That is that is powerful, man. Um, so as you're talking, I was just thinking of the first time we met. Right. But uh, a little backstory on that. So I was next door neighbors to a kid that you were friends with and yep. uh, his, his name's Ian. Awesome dude. Like actually uh, introduced me to a lot of people that ended up shaping my business career. And uh, I, I owe a lot to him uh, introducing me to a lot of cool people and he's a super cool dude. And he was like, Hey man, you want to go snowboarding? And I was like, I don't have money for snowboarding. Like I'm in college, like I'm a poor student. And mm-hmm. he was like, nah, man, like, we'll just get him to buy you a pass. And I was like, who do you know? that's going to like buy me a pass. And he was like, <laughs> only halfway through, uh, like driving up there. He's like, come on, I'll, I'll drive. And, uh, Ian is very persistent. He's like a, such a good salesman. So I was like, uh, like I think I even had to like go to class or something. And He was like, "Dude, come on, man! Like we'll just go snowboarding. Like it's so much better." Like, like uh, okay, we'll go snowboarding. So it's like an hour drive. Halfway through, we're like driving into the Tetons in in Idaho, and he's like, "Okay, so by the way, I've got a buddy who like needs to do some filming. You don't mind like being filmed, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure. For what?" And he's like, "I don't really know, but I think he's got like this product. It's like super sick stuff." And he was like, "So like underplaying it," and then. I met you, right, and you started so explaining me to the product. <laughs> that's
1: that's right. So yeah, because I remember that we 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 there was a demo unit you know, of the product. It was the like before we'd even nailed down a lot of the specifics on it. It was just some thin flexible speakers that you put into your beanie. And I think you and Ian were maybe one of the first five people who ever tried it out outside of like my inner circle. And. And I don't know if you've seen that, that video that we made from it. I still have it. I think it's still going every once in a while on my Facebook ads, but it has two, two and a half million views right now. Like, oh my like gosh. you, you have your, your
0: interview that day that we met is, is still alive and well on the internet, man. There's a bit of my claim to fame in that video. I, uh, <laughs> all your snowboarding shots are of me that's right <laughs> and uh, so that's all you man I teased that Ian big. about it I was like dude I know we were both there that day but I uh, I made the cut every time that's true <laughs> you, sh- you, sh- you showed him up man you had that steez that Ian just couldn't couldn't compete with he had to, he's got a <laughs> lot of steez though I gotta admit to that um, he does and so yeah you did that interview I was listening to it put it in my beanie and then the funniest part you were like okay so we kind of need you to like fall and I was like to do what? And we're like, yeah, we, oh, we need yeah. you to just, like, really, like, fall, like, hard. Like, just show, like, falling hard and, like, how this isn't going to come off your head. And I was like, <laughs> what? Right? Like, you want, you want me to just, like, purposely crash and, like, see oh, how, did. like, far or, like, you know, if things fly off or whatnot. And so, anyways, I, like I, like, unstrap, walk my snowboard up, and I, like come uh barreling down this hill and uh like hit like a just like a baby cook or nothing big and just hucked it like i was trying to throw like like a 720 and purposely in the middle of it right just kind of like let go anyways i don't know who was filming exactly but they're like "Ooh, we're gonna need you to do that again i was like are you (laughs) kidding me (laughs) Like no they way! It. <laughs> They're like, oh, I feel so bad, but yeah, we're gonna need we're gonna need that again. You know, like a different angle. I think he was like trying to play into it, and so oh man, it was super funny. Um, and then funny. you know, the best part of all is you came out with the Kickstarter campaign, and I was uh, Ian was like, dude, we're like we're in the video, and I'm like waiting for the fall to happen, right? Because I remember <laughs> the pain, and the whole video, like the I, I think it's like three minutes and uh, no falls. Like, are you, that was all in vain of me just falling. <laughs> oh man. dude,
1: yeah, I'm so, you know, what? I don't even remember asking you to fall. That just really sounds like something that I would do <laughs> on a video show. I'm so sorry. So now here we are, so what, six years later.
0: I think it's like uh, four, let, maybe, maybe five, four okay, or five. Me, it's like right in the
1: Officially, <laughs> officially take this Opportunity to apologize. <laughs> oh, and don't not even only, worry not about only, it. Not only asking you to fall once, but but twice, and then not even using it in the video.
0: Ah, it was okay. It was pretty funny. So it, one of my teachers, like, because uh, you're a couple years ahead of me, they're like, one of my one of my prior students uh, just came up with this Kickstarter campaign. It's like doing really well, and I didn't even know this. This is actually like the first time I saw it. So like he plays the video. And you pop up, and you're like, what's up, guys? I'm here with, like, Siphon Sound, and, like, you introduce it. And I was like, oh, Kyle, like, I met that guy, right? And uh, the teacher just been, like, bragging about you. He's, like, so excited. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like, I my face pops up, and he looks over, and he actually pauses the video in the middle of the class, and he, likes looks at me, and <laughs> like, he's like, how? How, Ben? Like, he's like, how did you get in that video? And I was, like, literally, like, chance literally chance man (laughs) but um more like fate dude i'm so excited i I had that opportunity to be in your video that that, what did you say two and a half million views yeah i think probably the most times my face has been viewed at that point
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i i i think that's i think that's more than more than uh sufficient for i mean the the sacrifice that you put in man fallen Missing class to come up snowboarding with us. That oh, wasn't I I didn't Appreciate miss it. much
0: there, but <laughs> so Kyle, we're going to do like a kind of like a quick questions and this is definitely, uh, it's almost like, you know, Ma- like Malcolm Gladwell's blink, right? It's like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And we're just going yeah, to like a
1: rapid fire kind of stuff.
0: We're just going to shoot for it. You ready? Cool. So what is the best advice you've ever received?
1: My grandpa, I asked, him, I asked him to give me the best grandpa advice he could think of. And he said, stop asking for advice. You're smart enough. To figure it out on your own.
0: I love that. What is a personal habit that contributes to your success daily?
1: Uh, I can't stop thinking ever. I guess that's a habit.
0: I, yeah, let's call it <laughs> – that's a good habit, right? Progressive habits. Um, mm. Any, like, go-to internet tools that you just couldn't live without?
1: Oh, Facebook. <laughs> I would say so. Is that is that too big of a <laughs>
0: – What about I like, tools?
1: I like Final Cut Pro. I like, I like Premiere better.
0: Premiere. I couldn't live without Premiere. Yeah, I'm a Premiere man myself. I love that. Nice. Uh, what book would you recommend that is – either changed your life or the way you run your business?
1: Not much of a book reader. Um, uh, jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Uh, that was a good
0: one. Gary Vee, man, getting pumped up. And the last question, what are you most excited for about now?
1: You know what, dude, this has changed. What I'm most excited for now, now that I have a child, is for my kids to be a part of my business ventures one day. Maybe they won't want to be, but if they ever show an interest in what I'm doing, uh, I am really looking forward to passing on some stuff to them.
0: That's awesome. That was, that was awesome. It's a perfect way uh, for that. So with people that have list that are listening to this and I uh, want to learn more about you and what you've got going on, uh, see some of these awesome videos. You, your videos are so crystal clear. Uh, I'm like more surprised you're not in like movie production. They're that amazing. Um, okay. <laughs> what is the best way to connect up with, with you, uh, and hear more from you?
1: Uh, so personally you can hit me up on Instagram. It's Kyle rock. K Y L E R A W. Uh, and then if you want to follow either of my businesses, Facebook's probably the best way to get to them. Uh, so Siphon, the headphone company, is just Siphon Sound, S-Y-P-H-O-N, S-O-U-N-D. And then my marketing business is Darcy Media, and you can find both of those on Facebook.
0: Darcy, right? D-A-R-C-I, correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. The last question I got for you, Kyle, what are your final words of advice that you want to leave with those listening today
1: You know what I I'd say this it seems like with uh, communication is just so available to us on every front that when anyone has an idea to do something it seems like we love bouncing ideas off of anybody and everybody, which is which can be great. But sometimes I lay in bed night, at night and think, how many people had an amazing idea that didn't go for it because they asked their uncle about it and their uncle th- shot three holes in their idea and then they never thought about it again. Every amazing idea that has ever affected somebody's life starts with a billion holes in it nothing is perfect right out of the gate so my advice would be if you're gonna ask other people for their input for their advice and to bounce ideas off of them for your business idea take it with a huge grain of salt because if you're passionate about it and if you think that it'll work it really doesn't matter what other so-called smart people think
0: i love that kyle that's the best way to end this um man i gotta thank you so much for being uh being available and sharing your insights and uh, also being vulnerable to some of the, your hardest times uh, and also then just your, your advice all the way through. So uh, exactly, like businesses aren't perfect and what it takes is just hard grit. Uh, so guys, as we're wrapping up, I appreciate uh, your time today and listening in and uh, Kyle, yet again, thank you so much. If you guys enjoyed today's show, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button if this was your first time and you liked it. it also mean a lot to me if you uh, go over to the iTunes store and uh, either rate or review, maybe both, it uh, mean definitely a lot to me. That way other people who are looking for this podcast can find it a lot easier and this information can be more accessible uh, to those guys, as well as uh, anything that you guys want to Uh, have me change or switch up or do more of uh, that's a great way for me to to learn about that and what you guys are looking for uh, from this podcast and and thanks again Kyle on your time uh, your advice Uh, guys go check out Siphon Sound also the video uh, (laughs) you can see my face you can see the snowboarding you won't see the falls but uh, you can just imagine that they happened and they happened gloriously um And that's the end of today. So we'll catch you next time. Also, be sure to check out the Facebook page, Conversion Marketing Radio, as well as uh, ConversionMarketingRadio.com for anything uh, on tips and secrets and uh, also some hacks. There's some freebies in there for you, too. Uh, Go check it out. See you guys.